Welcome. And thank you for joining the Father's Vineyard podcast. We are located at 724 Oakland Road in Spindale, North Carolina, and invite you to join us. We are a church that loves God, loves people, and makes a difference. And now, let's join today's service. Well, good morning. How many of you guys enjoy that worship this morning? Amen. Got a lot of people that's uh, going around with sickness, but uh, I did get a text from Rita. She said that, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, be praying for her and Eddie. Eddie has a fever and she has a stomach virus or something. So, Father, we just pray for these two, Lord, and God, we pray, God, that your healing power, Lord God, will be manifested in their bodies. And Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. I like that song you guys just finished. How many know he's a good father? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, do you really believe that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because you know, I, I, sometimes we can tell you how good God is, but if you don't believe it, how many know he's not really that good to you? Amen. See, I can tell you something, but until you believe it, that's when you really receive the power of it. Okay? So that's where, that's where we have to get to, that we have to believe that God is a good father. Amen? You know, all right. But I want to talk to you today, we're going to go to Hebrews 12, and I want to talk to you today about considering Jesus. Considering Jesus, you know, and when you look at the word consider, I'll just give you a few definitions of it. It means to think carefully before making a decision, okay? Consider. Think about and be drawn towards a course of action regarding someone or something as having a specific quality. I mean, you know, Jesus has some specific qualities. Okay? All right, do you have Hebrews 12? It says, therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every weight or sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. For consider him who has endured such hostility of sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Did you get that? Verse 3 is what I really want to focus on. Um, it says, For consider him who endured such hostility by sinners, by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now that word heart there, it's not talking about the physical heart. And it's not talking about the spiritual heart, but it's talking about the suke, the soulish. See, the mind, will, and emotions. And you know, and when we go through things, how many know it affects our mind, will, and emotions? Okay? And so what he's saying here is, don't, get, don't grow weary and lose heart. Don't let your emotions cause you to grow weary, Okay? and lose heart, and throw in the towel, and give up, okay? Another translation for losing heart is throwing in the towel, giving up. How many know that we're in a time and a season that a lot of things that are going on, and if we're not careful, I mean, you know, we can just give up. I mean, you know, we can just grow weary, you know? And I'm here to testify today, you know, that a couple of weeks ago, I just grew weary. I mean, I was just... Going through. I know y'all say, oh, Lord, here we go. 
But I'm just being a little transparent with you, okay? Is that okay? I can preach about John, right? Okay. So I was just going through, and, and this particular verse, you know, how you get those pop-ups on your phone, you know, the verse of the day, you know. And my verse that popped up was, don't be wearied in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. And I said, God, why are you, I mean, come on, God. I mean, you didn't even give me time to start complaining about it. I was weary. You know, I had been sick and been praying and asking God to bring healing and, you know, Faye and I, you know, and, and you know, and, and I was just going through it. Have you ever been in a place that you just felt like you couldn't pick yourself up? That's where I was, you know, and, and I couldn't understand it. I was just, you know, just, just going through, you know, and, 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 and I remember God spoke to me a couple of months ago before the new year ever came in. He said, whatever you go through, I'm going through it with you. Okay? Now, if you was in Sunday school, I think I shared it with the class. But, and then I started, this is, a, this is what I started quoting. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all you who are what? Weary and heavy laden. And I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light and you will find rest unto your souls. And I was going around saying, oh God, I'm believing you for the burden light and the yoke easy. Boom, bam, all of a sudden, here I am. And I looked at that and how many know the Holy Spirit would just begin to bring back to your remembrance? And he began to bring back to my remembrance. Remember, the yoke is easy, the burden is light. Okay? We live in a tangible world. We live in a world where there's germs. We can, we, we can attract. Sometimes we can receive a germ and be sick. But how many of you know God is a healer? Amen? And I was believing God, just praying, God, why, you know, why you let this happen to me, God? I'm just complaining. I mean, I'm going at it. I mean, I don't got to the place where I'm saying, well, God, are you really there? Are you really real? You said, ah, oh, no, nah, you, you just, but no, I'm real. I'm telling you, this is my thing. This is my thought pattern. This is what I'm talking in my heart to God. Faith him couldn't hear it, but I'm in my heart. I'm thinking, God, where are you at? What's going on? Why you let this happen to me? Come on, God. You said you were going to do it. You know, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. See, and a lot of times we don't understand. God is, when we go through things, God is still there. And see, sometimes he don't remove things from us, but he, he allow us to experience the thing, but we also get to experience him. See, had I not went through what I went through, I wouldn't experience God the way I did. Amen? And see, it don't feel good, but guess what? We don't walk by feeling, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? So, so here I am having my little talk with God, you know, like he's, you know, on my level, so to speak. You know, God, you know, we just chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit started talking. And this is what he was sharing with me. Consider Jesus. See, sometimes when we look at Jesus, we think, well, yeah, but that was God manifesting in the flesh. But I got a little good news for you. Do you realize Jesus did not operate as God in the flesh? He operated as a man being led by the Holy Spirit. And when we consider him, we look at the way he handled things. See, he was just as much as you and I you know, I'm telling you, he was a 100% man. I'm not taking away his deity, but sometimes we look at Jesus, we think, well, yeah, but that was God manifested in the flesh. But see, he didn't pull his God cord. He was led by the Holy Spirit. He looked at God as his father, and he communicated to the father, and the father communed with him. And amen, when God began to talk to him, he said, I only do what I hear him say. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, and that's what we got to get, church. Amen? It's available for us. 
Just because I go through a sickness, just because I go through a trial, it don't exempt God from being who he really is. It's all, all I need to do is just what? Consider Jesus. Consider him. Consider him. Think carefully about making a decision. You know, and, and they came out with this, you know, these braces, you know, what would Jesus do? You know, but how many know that it's, this is not a religious thing that, we, that God has called us to? God has called us to a relationship. And when we go through, he don't cease being in relationship with us. Amen? Matter of fact, he's right there in the middle of what we're going through. You say, well, if he's in the middle, why don't he stop this stuff? Because he gave you the authority. Oh, he gave you the authority and the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And against all sickness. Is sickness a sin? No, I don't believe sickness is a sin. Amen? But how many know we have mortal bodies and we can be sick? But guess what? God has already provided what? Healing. Whether it come through a Tylenol, whether it come through aspirin, whether it come through a, a, a Mucinex, whatever. Amen? Because see, I'm going to live forever. I have eternal life. But I got I to gotta learn how to navigate in this earth realm. Why? Because this is where I'm at. We're here. Am I talking too loud? Okay. Sometimes I get a little Okay. But let's, let's, let's look at this, okay? He says, consider him who has endured such hostility of sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary. What's the purpose of looking at, looking at him? So you won't go grow weary and lose heart. You won't quit. Just think about had Jesus had a quit, where would we be today? We would be eternity lost. Okay? Let's look at Hebrews 2. And I'm going to move through this, okay? Hebrews 2, verse 14. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same. What does that mean to you? He became flesh and blood just like you and I. Okay? All right? That through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Do you not know the devil is not all-knowing? He set himself up. Because the Bible said, had they had known, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. See, See, if, if they had left Jesus alone, which they couldn't leave alone because, you know, God had a plan. His purpose was for him to come. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. We know God had a plan. But let me tell you something. The devil set himself up. Because listen to what he said. He partook of flesh and blood just like you and I. Listen, that through death he might, he might render powerless him who has the power of death. That is the devil. And make free those through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. For surely he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the descendant of Abraham, which was Jesus. Therefore he had to make, he, therefore he had to be made like his brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make perpetuation. Woo, that's a big old word, perpetuation. Now, there's another definition for this word which is called atonement, which is Old Testament. What the atonement would do, it would cover sins for a year. And then after the net, another year, they have to do what? Offer up another atonement for sin. But guess what? Jesus did it one time. 
the, the perpetuation, the perpetuation was that he, he pleased the Father and he turned away the Father's wrath against humanity. He became you and I so that he would be identified with us. He would understand what it is to be tempted, to be tested. But by the same token, what he was doing was that he was completing the Mosaic law. Because he said, I didn't come to destroy, but I come to do what? Fulfill. And he did everything that the law demanded. How many know Jesus became? You say, how was that? How did he become the law? Because the law was doing what? It always pointed us into condemnation. Death. So Jesus took the death upon himself and he habituated what he did. He took his blood and he poured it out on the mercy seat. So that you and I could come freely, come boldly to the throne of grace. See, those priests, when they went in to make the atonement, when they went into the Holy of Holies, he tied a rope around them so that if they went in there defiled, guess what happened? The glory was kill them out. But see, Jesus took his blood. This is what's so interesting. He took his blood and poured it out on the mercy seat. And God accepted his blood. Now, there is no condemnation. There is no wrath against the born-again believer. God is not angry with you. God do not bring sickness to try to chastise you. Because he loves you in such a way that he gave up his blood. And the father was pleased with that blood that he poured out on the mercy seat. And guess what? When God see you, when you're born again, he don't just see you, but he see the blood of Jesus that has covered you. <laughs> Amen. So, so when we look at this, he, he was doing so much for us. Okay? The perpetuation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted, check this out, for he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid or the rescue of those who are being tempted. See, and, and the thing that we got to do is, is, is open our minds up because sometimes, you know, our minds are only geared to one thing when we say tempted. And that's a sexual sin. But how many more? There are so much other. That, that word tempt means to be tried, to be proven. You know, uh, trials. See, there are so many things. See, we, we can just be tempted just to quit. Ain't got nothing to do with a sexual thing. How many know? We know that we can be tempted with the opposite of sex. Yeah, sure, we know that. But it's so much more, amen, to just that part, amen? We can just be tempted to quit. Throw in the towel. I done had enough, Lord. This is it. I'm through with it, Lord. Would be like Elijah. You know, he done killed out the prophets. Amen. God done showed up mightily. And then all of a sudden he get afraid because of one word. Let him know I'm gonna take his life. When Jezebel spoke to him, you know, but what we have to understand is this. When we get when even though we go through and have great victories, amen, it ain't over. It ain't over. Just because you won one great victory, I'm learning. It ain't over. You better stay alert. You better stay on guard because he's coming. Amen? And when he comes, he's not coming to, 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 to just to play around with you. But he, his aim is to steal, kill, and to destroy. Amen? But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life in it more abundantly. What am I saying here? I, I, I want to give you these scriptures because every one of them is showing you that Jesus faced this world just like you and I. You say, well, what? If he faced the world just like you and I, how did he do it? That's why we need to consider him. See, that's why we need to consider him. See, and how are we going to consider him? Number one, we need to have an appetite for the word. Number two, we need to have a, a, a lifestyle of prayer. Amen? And number three, we need to have time of worship. 
Not just when they are leading us in worship. I'm talking about worshiping when you're at home. Amen? You say, well, ain't that works? No, that's not works. That's falling out of relationship. See, we're not trying to work. I mean, the, the, it's already a done deal. How I many know the, 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 Jesus finished? The Bible said, it is finished. It is finished. I don't have to repeat this. It is a done deal. I have stripped Satan of his authority. I have rendered him powerless. All he is now is an echo and a voice to try to intimidate or try to distract us. But when we begin to focus in on Jesus and say, I know what's going on. I see what's happening. But guess what? I know what the word of the Lord has said. And I believe what God says other than what you're trying to do to me. Amen? See, it's one thing to say this, but it's another thing to believe it. We go around all, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm too blessed to be scratched. All this stuff. You know, here you are. Here you are trying to use all these tactics when all Jesus said, I just want you to believe what I said. Just believe what I said. See? And what he's saying here is, John, I'm able to come to your aid when you are being tried. When you are being tempted, when you're being uh, talked about, I'm, I'm able to come to your aid, son. Matter of fact, I'm already here with you. Amen? He's with me. All right? So let's look at um, Hebrews again. You can tell I've been living in Hebrews for a while here. Okay? But Hebrews 5, verse 7. And then we're going to. Share a little bit more, okay? Got it? Hebrews 5, verse 7. In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplication with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. Now you say, when was Jesus crying out? How many remember the Garden of Gethsemane? Amen. The olive press. How many know he cried out how many times? Three times, not my will, but thine be done. Do you know Jesus said his soul was exceedingly sorrowful. He, he was just, he was in agony. Why? Because the flesh did not want to please God. Remember Jesus, when he went to the disciples, he said, oh, you still sleeping. Could you not watch with me one hour? He said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, and as I was just meditating on that, and I was saying, you know, okay. So when I'm going through something, I need to be praying. Matter of fact, I need to be praying before. Because if I pray before, it will condition me for what's coming. It might not stop what's coming, but it will prepare me and condition me for when it's come. And I can go through it the way Jesus wants me to. And you say, well, well, what if you don't go through it? Guess what? You get to have another try at it. Well, that's what I don't do again. Guess what? You're going to have another try at it. How many know Jesus is determined? He's, Paul said, I am confident of this very thing. He which have begun a good work in you will perfect that work until the day of Jesus Christ. He's not going to give up on you, so you just might well surrender. If you're his, guess what? He's going to keep on tugging. Amen. Right? He says, with crying. I mean, you know, he was crying out for who? Us. The joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He seen a humanity that was totally lost, fit to go to hell. And you say, well, you know, he's too loving to do that. He loved you regardless. 
This is set in stone. He loves you. But guess what? There are choices to be made. Amen? And it is not his will that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Amen? So he's seen the humanity, and he said, look, I do, I go, I do this, Father. But the Lord, it, do, is there any other way? Can, can, can you just, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. He came to the place of surrendering to the Father's will. And he was crying out for you and I. Now notice what it said here. And he was here because of his piety. In other words, his reverence unto God. See, if you don't get anything else out of this, get this. Get this right here. God is your source. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you can ask or imagine. Come on, let's do the other part. According to the power that works in you. See, he's working in you. Amen? To will and to do of his good pleasure. He's working in me. Amen. You know, and that's the confidence that we have that he will not forsake us. He is with us. He has given us the Holy Spirit. And how many know the Holy Spirit is the power of God that's operating in our lives? Let me tell you something. You know, I was thinking, you know, just on these lines, just about God, you know, we have to consider Jesus. Yes, and when we look at him, you know, but all these things point back. He said, what? Learn from me. I've given you the invitation. Learn from me. Now, how can we learn from him if we don't read the word? The spirit can quicken things to us that we haven't even read in scriptures. Yes, he can do that. We can't limit the Holy Spirit just to say, you know, well, he's limited to one dimension. How many know you can't limit the Holy Spirit because you can be riding down the road, ain't even read a scripture, and the Holy Spirit will speak a scripture to your mind. It happened to me. I had never read the scripture until the Holy Spirit spoke it to me. He said, he said, I am with you. I am thou God. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteous. That's what I hear here. And I said, hmm, hey, hey, is that word? Is that scripture? So, you know, you go back and you do what? You look it up in the word of God. I said, oh, it's in Isaiah. Okay, yeah, okay. God really loves me. He spoke to me. No, what he was doing was just showing me, John, don't limit me. Don't limit me. See, you trust me, but don't limit me. Trust me. Trust me. And when we go through, I mean, many a times, that's when we want to give up and don't trust. But that's the time to dig in and trust. Why? Because God is able. He is able. Amen? Some situations look bad. My situation, I was just told out of the frame. And I thought, God, I'm supposed to be beyond this. He said, but I'm showing you, you ain't. <laughs> See, he showed me. And you know what I began to do? I began to pray, and I started praying. I started praying in the Holy Spirit. And, and, you know, and this song, God is my witness. I hadn't heard this song, but this song came to me. I would rather have the healer than the healing. I would rather have him than the healing. And I said, God got a sense of humor. I bet he up there just laughing at me. Let me, get, let me show this boy something. And I looked at that and I said, sometimes we only want what God offers. But do we really want him? See, once we get him, all the other, that's why Jesus said, if you will seek the kingdom, everything else will be added. Amen. So, so, so I'm determined to, I want to know him. I thought I knew, well, you know, I'm going through stuff, you know, and I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I'm just having it out in my heart. Me and God just going at it. And I thought, well, I ain't verbally saying it, but you know, and then he reminded me, your thoughts is just as loud in your heart as it is. You just saying it. So come on with it. 
how many know he's a big God? He can handle it. Amen? Amen? Now, I dare not treat God or act God unrespectful to him. But how many know what I was doing, what they call uh, you laminate, you know, you, you kind of, you, 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 you're pouring out your heart to God. David did it many times. He said, God, I just want you to kill my enemies. Slay them, God. They coming against your anointing. Get rid of them. Cause them to be ambushed. Come on, God, do it for me. And David go on and he'll say, the Lord is my refuge and my help. He's a present help in the time of trouble. David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. <laughs> Amen. David, be, I mean, I'm telling you, he would be crying out against him and God would just, I mean, sometimes God would get rid of his enemy, but sometimes God would just let David go through this and then David would turn around and he'd say, the Lord is so faithful. The Lord is good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. David would just start blessing the Lord. Why? Because David realized something. He inhabited the praises of his people. If you want to get God to manifest, start worshiping and praising him. He will show up big time. Why? Because he begins to manifest himself. Amen? Amen? All right. So we're considering Jesus, right? He was, he was the head. Okay, prior to you, I read that. Although he was a son, listen to this. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Do you realize Jesus suffered way before he went to the cross? We only think sometimes he only suffered when he went to the cross, but he was suffering many other times through the scriptures. Can you imagine coming to your own and your own receive you not? Well, you know, there are some people in our family, sometimes they don't receive me as well. But that don't give me the right to be mean, to be ugly, to be hard. It really qualifies me to love them. That's what it does. It, I love them. You say, you got some bad people in your family? <laughs> Honey, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me, let me free you up right quick, okay? <laughs> there ain't no family that's not got some dysfunction in it. <laughs> you don't know why I know? You don't know how I know that? Because of Adam. <laughs> because of Adam. There's some dysfunction everywhere. Amen? But God is straightening out all this dysfunction. Amen? He was straightening out. All right. So he learned obedience. In other words, he learned obedience through the things he experienced. See, we think with well, Jesus just automatically, he pleased the Father. He didn't have no, no resistance. He didn't have no trouble. He didn't have no temptation. He didn't have nothing. He just walked this earth, amen, and he was just free of all that stuff. How many know that is not true? Although he was in the form of, he was, he, he, although he was God manifesting in the flesh, but he took on him the form of a man, and he became a servant, a bond servant unto the Father. Amen? So he learned obedience through the things he suffered. How many have y'all learned something when you go through something? Do you not know some things you would not have learned if you hadn't went through what you went through? See, some things I, would, I wouldn't be here some of the stuff that I went through. Had I not been for God bringing me through it. See, we got to understand something. Sometimes God will allow. God don't tempt us with evil because evil is not in it. Anytime we go through anything, it's God's word being proven in us. It's being put to the test. And sometimes we fail the test. We have to just retake the test. Amen? And guess what? You fail it, you're going to do what? Retake the test. And guess what? You fail it, you're going to retake the test. Amen? So I would encourage you to surrender quickly. Okay. Surrender quickly. 
Amen? So he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. The things that Jesus experienced. His experience with the Father, he was obedient. He learned these things. I mean, I know the Bible says he grew in wisdom and stature with favor with God and man. See, we're growing in wisdom and stature. Amen? How many know we're we're growing up into the stature of Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen. We are. Okay. Well, some would say, can you give me some scripture on Jesus going through some tests? I thought you would ask that, so I just wrote a few. Let's look at Matthew's 4. Matthew's 4 says what? Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be what? By the devil. Now, listen to this. And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he, be, he then became hungry. And the tempter came to him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones become bread. Now, I want to talk to you just a little bit right there, okay? Do you realize what's happening here? Do you realize what the enemy is really attacking is his identity? Because if you back up in chapter 3 at the latter end, what did the father say to him? Oh, we got no Bible readers. Okay, all right. Let me help you out, okay? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Thank you. Good. Wasn't too bad, was it? Now, can you say it again? Say it. Come on. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Okay? Now, what did the devil just ask him? If you are the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. See, the devil set itself up. Watch what Jesus said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. This is what he should live by. Other words, I don't live by your command. I don't live by your temptation. But I live by the word of God. And what did the word of God say? I know I'm the son of God. I mean, you know, when you know something, you don't have to prove it. (laughs) When you really know something, let me tell you what'll happen. It'll just manifest. You don't have to prove it. That's why now I ain't got to prove anything. You know, I don't have to prove you. Prove to me you're a preacher. Let me hear you preach. Let me hear you who. I ain't got to prove that to you. Why should I prove that to you? I only say what God say. I'm only doing what God does. See, but the enemy, what he want to do is get you in a position to distract you from who you really are. See, and the way he do that, he's so cunning and crafty with what he does, he'll use little tactics like, well, if you were a Christian, you would do this. How, how can you tell me that I'm a Christian when you don't even know God? See, this is a no-soul salvation. We don't have to go around trying to prove things to people because the world is pulling. Well, you know, if you was a Christian, you know, you would do this and that. No, come on. No, that's an old trick. I done been through that. I done graduated out of that. See, I don't have to prove it. You know why? Because, see, when you are confident in God, it's not about you. It's about him. See, I could care less about putting my name out there and, you know, well, this is Reverend Mitchell, you know, he having a hill. You know, it ain't all about that. See, we got to get back to preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
being crucified on the cross. Amen. He died that I could have life and it more abundantly. We got to get back to the basics. Amen. How did we get here? It was God. See, my dependency is on him. I can't do anything apart from him. I've come to the realization I cannot do anything with him, without him. But I can do all things with him. Amen? Let me give you a few more here and then we'll, we'll end up, okay? It says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. A precise word. Come on, it's time for you to get some new bread. Amen. See, we try to keep that old bread, and well, you know, this is the way it used to work. How many know God is doing a new thing? Amen. Amen. And He's making all things new. Amen. See, it's good that we can rely on the old. It's good that we can go back to the foundations of where we came from and where we was raised. But how many know we need to have a fresh, a precise word that God is saying? A rima. A word that's been breathed by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Excuse me. A word that's been breathed by the Holy Spirit. And see, this is what's, what's going to distinguish the born-again church from the religion church. Is that we've been anointed and appointed by God. See, it's the anointing that breaks, that destroy yokes. Not my program. Amen? Not me going and learn how to pronounce this Greek word and that Hebrew word. Amen? That's good. But guess what? It, the anointing is what makes the church different than any other entity. It's the anointing. Why? Because it's the anointing that destroys yokes. Not my fairy tale to tell you, well, you're going to hell if you don't get saved. If the Spirit of God don't draw you, guess what? You're going to go right back to doing what you used to do. But when the Spirit of God began to convict us of sin, which he said he would, it would convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. See, it's the anointing. The Bible says no man can come to the Father except I draw him. But if we're not careful, we want to play games, you know, with people, you know, well, you know, just say this and just say that. But how many know it takes the anointing of God to destroy yokes. I'm telling you, amen, thank God for the facilities that we have, the drug rehab, all these things. Thank God for that. But when I came to the Lord, I was doing, I, before I got saved, I was smoking reefer. I was running women. I was smoking my drug. I was doing these things. I had to have me some TJ Swan. I know y'all don't know nothing about that. <laughs> I had to have me some wine with me a joint. But I'm telling you the truth. The night that Jesus Christ saved me, I hadn't tasted a drug. I hadn't taken a drug. I hadn't tasted a, a, a reefer. I hadn't tasted no wine, no more than communion. Somebody said, won't he do it? Yes, he will. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. But the anointing, it was the real deal. See, and I'm telling you, God, the Bible says he's the same today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And I'm telling you, consider Jesus. How did he go through this? This is a key. By being led by the Holy Spirit. And you saying, can we do that? Yes. The Bible said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men those things which God had prepared for those that love him. See, but hold on. We need to read the next verse. Because what he said was, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. And when God reveals something to you by his spirit, how many know it's revelation? Amen. And when you get a revelation of what the word of God is really saying, what it does to you, it makes you solid like a rock. 
Because Jesus said, Peter, you didn't receive this from flesh and blood, but you received this from my Father. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Upon the revelation that you received, I'm going to build my church. Amen? And guess what? The gates of hell won't prevail against it. That is not a defense. That is an offense. Other words, we go in and we take back. Oh. See, it can't stop the church. And see, the enemy knows that. That's why he's trying to bring in a bunch of, well, okay. He want to water this thing down so that, well, everybody can be, everybody is saved. No, honey, there is a difference. Amen? How many know there is a difference? Amen. We're not just religious robots. Amen. We are people that have a relationship with the almighty God. Amen. And God will do just what he said he would do. Amen. But he's looking for a people that will believe his word and act on it. Amen. The word, the faith that will cause the word to be activated. Amen. And cause you to be, take actions and begin to speak the word of God in the situation and watch what God does. Amen. So we look to Jesus. How many know he's the author and the finisher of our faith? He's the beginning. He's the author. Amen. He's the originator of all this. And guess what? He came just like you and I, and he faced trials just like you and I, but he was victorious. The Bible said we might not win every battle, but we're going to win the war. Amen. Amen. You might not win every battle, but the, guess what? It's already a fixed deal. It's already, we win either way. Amen? So what we have to do is look to Jesus. Look into him. Amen? And I'm closing on this note here. Uh-oh. I am, trust me. When, 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 when Jesus was walking on that water, and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, what? Come. He never told Peter, watch out for the waves. Watch out for the wind. He just said, come. And Peter stepped out on that word, come, and walked to Jesus. But immediately, what happened? The wind was contrary. The waves started busting and all these things. And it distracted Peter from doing what? Going to Jesus. Now watch this. And he sunk, but Jesus lifted him up. He said, save me, Lord. God saved him. Jesus saved him. Watch this now. But as they go back to the boat and get in the boat, the wind ceases. The waves stop. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, God. All of a sudden, he get in the boat, it stopped. Why? Because now he's with Jesus. Jesus is with him. And the enemy, no, now I, I can't distract him now. See? But all that was was a distraction. The possibility was there for him to just keep looking to Jesus. So what am I saying with that? Keep looking to Jesus. Don't let the contrary winds of these old false doctrines, these winds of false doctrines that's roaming around now, don't let it distract you. You got a Bible. Examine the, what's going on. I don't care if it's me. Examine what I'm saying today. Examine. Go back and research. Jesus, was you really a man like we were in this earth? You'll see that it's true. He didn't pull his God cord, but he was setting an example for you and I to model. Why? Because he is the prime standard. I'm not the standard. You're not the standard. He's the standard. Amen? Okay, now let's see. Oh, I said we were still. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Amen? Did, did, you, did you get something out of this? Okay. Okay. So we don't want to grow weary in well-doing. I didn't get into that part, but the Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary, and they will walk and what? Not faint. Amen? How many know that's a promise for you? 
Amen. Stand to your feet. Amen. Okay. Is there anyone here that do not know Jesus Christ? You haven't, you just, you just, you don't know him. If you'll just raise your hand, we, we'll lead you in the, to the Lord, amen, and, and cause you to have a relationship with him. I mean, you know, that's what it's about, our relationship with him, amen. And that's what Jesus came to do, to give us a relationship with the Father, a true relationship with a living God, not a religion, not a tradition, but a real living God. Amen? Okay. So I guess we all are born again, right? Now, okay. Notice the word of God says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of you have been kind of weary? Okay. It's okay. I, I, I need to raise both of mine because I've been a little weary. Amen. I can't get my feet up. I do that too. But the good news is this. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. This is only a season. Okay? Let's focus on Jesus. Is this what I'm telling you the same thing that, that I had to talk to John about? Okay? I had to quit wearing. So see, when you're weary, let me tell you what happens. You are dispirited. It takes you into a dispute. In other words, it's almost like it's sucking the life out of you. It's almost like it's suffocating you. But guess what? After the day, you're going to sense the freedom. Why? Because we got ammunition now. We got some ammunition now, right? Not because of me, but because of what he said. Amen? So, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. God, you are no respect a person. God, if you did it for me, you would do it for them. And God, my testimony is you are a good God. You are a loving Father. So Father, we pray over them, Lord. God, those that are going through things in their families, in their children, Lord. God, even in their grandchildren. Lord, we pray right now for wisdom. For you said, if any man like wisdom, let him ask of you. So Father, we ask you to give us wisdom how to navigate through what we're facing. And God, we realize that there'll be other trials, other testings that will come. But God, we only focus on this one right now. And we ask you, Father, that you will strengthen those that are weary right now, Father. And God, we pray that you will manifest yourself to them, Lord, like they've never known before. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week. And remember that you are more than a conqueror, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope today's worship and study of God's word was encouraging to you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us by going to fathersvineyard.org. That's fathersvineyard.org. Thank you again, and we hope we can see and hear from you soon. Until next time. <laughs>